Let us begin. Lettuce. Tripping balls. Something, something, something. 100 and 500 and 700. I've got 374. I've got written down here. Apologies, we were off last week. Yeah, we, we, we skipped the most boring trade deadline in the history of the world. This is the music podcast, Peter. Well, we also there, skipped there, a week where there weren't that many new albums released. So. Yeah, it wasn't been too many, and this is not exactly the. Um, there's a fair, there's a there's a decent analogy to the most boring trade deadline in the history of the world in these three albums. So, right, shall we start with London Sound? Shall we start with the London Sound by Sigma, which is a London sounding drum and bass outfit. Can, um, can, you, can you really tell that it comes from London when it's this auto-tuned? Like, um, come from anywhere, really. Oh, but they say they're from London a lot. And, and Jesus Christ. I mean, it's it's not it's not vintage drum and bass. It's pretty it's fairly cookie-cutter. But um, I suppose that the biggest problem with this was that how obvious... They loved an obvious rip. Like, they ripped that fucking... Stone's orchestral sample that the Verve got done for. Yeah. Uh, and you think, well, if you're going to go to all that trouble, knowing knowing how much fucking, you know, how litigious <laughs> the record company are on that one, I only recently discovered that I always thought it was it was the Stones who sued Rick, uh, Ashcroft and, and the Verve because they used that dun 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 dun, yeah. you know, that, that, that bit. But it was the record company, it was the fucking publishing company. <laughs> yeah, it had nothing right. to do with the Stones at all. And the Stones were disgusted by it, but they and, and eventually they were able to, you know, sort it out, and they gave um, the Verve back all the fucking publishing rights. But um, but it's that literal sample that they've ripped, and all they've used it for is a really generic fucking R and B pop song. And you think, well, what was the fucking point in that? And there's also one where there's um, uh, Suzanne Vega gets uh, gets a, a writing credit on one one track because of the um, because of the, the the rip was so fucking obvious on that. Um, it's a little bit like Kanye used the riff from American Pie, I think. And it's just like, you've, you used, you've used one of the most well-known boomer riffs in the history of the world. Like, at least go and find an obscure fucking, you know, 1960s jazz funk song or, oh, I don't know, it's just, it's just laziness. And laziness is what really sort of, it just felt like this, had been thrown together on a Sunday afternoon, you know, look, we, we, we could probably try and record decent vocals, but just let, let's record anything and run it through auto-tune and let's put some fairly generic... Oh, it's just... It, it pissed me off, to be honest. I was just like, I don't want to listen to this. It's just aggressively mediocre. Aggressively it's, it's, mediocre is an, interest, is an interesting... I think there's the odd, honest attempt at a dance floor filler... Where they've, they've sort of just done break beans and samples rather than asinine pop shit. I suppose Rav Generator is probably an example of that, but um, it, it, it didn't persist, this uh, this album. I, I guess because we're still listening to a fair bit of Chase and Status in the car because it's being requested a bit. And it's the attitude. It's like, I don't think that Chase and Status album is the best thing that's ever been made. And like we sort of talked about on the top five, how... Well, I, I felt anyway that a lot of the albums that are in my top five this year probably wouldn't have made other top fives. I think they're good albums, but not great albums. But they're fucking having a go. Like, they're trying to achieve something. And I, just, I 
just don't know what these guys were trying to do to achieve other than a fairly generic version of a, a, a genre that's been around for a very long time in a country that's very, very good at that genre and has a huge history of that genre. And this wouldn't even rank in the top 1,000 fucking drum and bass albums that have ever been released in the last 20 years. Like I was going to say, you've just described Chaser's status. Because that's also true of them. They're just like doing. They're doing an album that sounds a hell of a lot, lot like that was very thick on the ground in say two thousand and two, and it was it a it was a decent it attempt like, at it. But it was it yeah. Was but it, the it same. feels like they're it feels like they're having a go though. This this feels like let's throw something together to to make some money. I, I don't know. It just it just felt very it, it like a little bit like stock Attican and Waterman in the eighties, right? It's like well. This sort of stuff is doing really well. Let's cookie cutter it and and push it out. It is cookie cutter. That's the problem. Yeah, it is. It's it's it was uninspired. Yeah, it was not something that I spent any time on. Um, I I spent exactly one time on it. I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> that might be a theme. Um, and speaking of spending only one time on something and and being incredibly frustrated by autotune, in the last couple of years you've had a let's say a Apache run with picking. Albums. Yes. So you pick some good ones, you pick some bad ones. But you have been good enough to put your hand up and say, look, you know, I'm going to totally eat shit on this one. I picked a really shit album. Bezo, I'm going to totally mm. eat shit on this one. I picked a really bad album. I don't know what the fuck I thought these guys were supposed to sound like, but I don't know what the f- you know what the fuck they thought they were trying to do. But that ba- album from Courting is so profoundly meh, I can't remember what I yeah. liked about these guys in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> the I, fucking auto-tune why are you auto-tuning fucking indie jingles what are you doing I just uh, this was baffling to me I, I hated this fucking album so much I think you're coming from exactly the same place on a genre that you sort of know, know what even competent stuff like this isn't even competent it's just it's just uh, it, it, uh, They've it's, got some it's like fucking a- rip-off Disco 2000, let's pretend we're pulp, we're doing fucking observational fucking statements about, you know, relationships and stuff. But it's like, you get a fucking, I don't know, some shit, I don't know, that doesn't... I want everybody involved in the making of this album to die. That's how bad <laughs> this bad this album is. It sucks! It sucks so much! And I, I went back and tried to remember what it was that I liked about them in the first place. I can't find out what it was. It, but they've changed the, so much. There's, there's not even a single on this album that I was like, oh, okay, this this came up on the Doc's release radar, and that's why he's picked this album. No, um, it was it was from it was from 22. It was I think it was a song called Tennis. It's actually not bad. Uh, but then they released an album in 2022 called Guitar Music, which I suspect sounds a lot different to this. Not auto tune wanking. It, it, I just want people to have a go. <laughs> like, I just want, I just it, want people. It's kind of what I want them to do, which is die. Well, but it just it just sort of feels like there's so much music out there, right? Like, why are you making generic stuff that's just going to get lost in the wash? Now, why are you using auto tune? Tri- have tri- a fucking sing. Tri- tri- Triple J's hottest one hundred would suggest. Oh, just on that, I finally got around listening to the Kid Cudi album. Boy, there is, there is just more auto tune laid in there than than oh, is, 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 is this, reasonable. Is this your condensed review for the week? The Kid Cudi yeah, album. T- t- too much auto tune is my condensed review yes. of that album. Oh, I, I, think, I think fucking too much auto tune is our is our fucking theme for the week. Oh, well, but there, there's one more to go. Well, um, yeah, to, to their credit, Wolves of Glendale did not use. 
any auto tune. Um, but but it's, like this stuff just gets lost in the wash. Now I understand there's a whole heap of stuff that w- that's on Triple J that we say gets lost in the wash because it's fairly generic. But even this would not even <laughs> crack the, the dross meter at, ju- on Triple J at the moment. Yeah, I just don't understand. Why are you putting auto tune on this? I suppose it makes it memorable. Yeah, you go, like oh, wow, you're doing a really irritating thing on this otherwise completely featureless song. I, I guess it makes a lot more sense on the Kid Cudi R and B. Yeah, sure. Side. It, it's, it's it's an like acknowledged a, part of the genre. It's not a good yeah, part, of it, ex- but it exists. Yeah, it's a, an, a, an accepted tradition, right? Yeah, but uh, you're right. Why? Why <laughs> learn a fucking tedious little jangly jingle? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Hmm. Uh, profound apologies. This, that's I'm fucking. I'll def- I have to eat shit on this one. Well. You redeemed yourself on the on the Joker because did I? Yeah, because I, I, and not for the whole album, but just <laughs> for one song that I have played again and again and again, and I cannot stop laughing. I just it just cracks me up in the 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 pacing, the tone, the 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 way that they slow the song down, the absolute batshit. Uh, change up in in theme of the the song and that is the gym the song the gym on the walls of glendale album is the most redeemable feature of any album that i've listened to for a very long time i cannot just it just makes me laugh so hard and the the whole the album as a whole is a bit hit and miss right there's some there's some really funny little bits in songs that are otherwise forgettable um, there's some great turns of phrases here and there. Uh, I don't think it's really quite Jack Black levelish, would you say? Well, the thing I was thinking, it was more, it's definitely more Darkest Timeline Weird Al Yankovic than Tenacious yeah. D. And I was not, because the track that was on my release radar was Free Sample, which is very, which is almost kind of Black Sabbathy in places. It is definitely much more tenacious D like. Then I thought, oh shit, we're getting an album like that. And that's the only track on the album that's really like That's the like it, yeah. And it's certainly my favourite track on the album. And, and the rest of it, it's a bit too fucking yacht rock for my liking. But it's genuinely <sighs> funny in places. In fact, in fact they love a, a dark narrative. Oh, <laughs> like the first the, two tracks, it's just dark as hell. Like the, oh, the fucking the, the, vapor the, in the, Vegas, the, and it, you know. Just, not to spoilers, but it just turns out that he's a freaking serial killer making bacon out of people. Um, oh, the, 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 the gym, when I played it for Vanessa, I'm like, just yeah, you just have just, to sit down, listen yes. to the lyrics. And she's like, okay, I can sort of see where this is going. Yeah. And then it's like, and I got hit by a car. It's like, yeah, okay, yes. yeah, we're off the rails. <laughs> oh, that's, I, be- that's before we get... And we don't want to give spoilers because people might actually want to listen to this. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's not by no means the, 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 the nuttiest thing that happens in that song. Um, the, the, the best thing that, that happened out of this album is the song The Gym got added to my gym playlist and I can't wait to see people at 4.30am hear this song for the first time as they're trying to lift weights. It's not really a, it's not really a, a gym song, ironically. No, not, not at all. Not at all. It, in fact, I think some people at the gym would be quite offended by the lyrics of this yes. song. I think there would be some people would get the joke and other people would go well I'm not going to McDonald's yes and I'm certainly not going to end up organising cockfights in South America <laughs> I just I, I I think I could listen to this song and I probably will listen to this song another 30 times over the next couple of weeks because See, it, 
every That's the time. Thing I wondered about because I, when I listen to it, oh. I've only listened to this album once because I'm like, my question was kind of like, how re- replayable are the jokes? Because Tenacious D, for whatever reason, and and Weird Al as well, you can yeah. redo that, you can replay them over and over and over again. But particularly this sort of narrative-driven comedy. I didn't feel like I needed to listen to it to hear these songs again because I was like, well, musically they're, they're fine, but I'm not listening to the music and I, I know all the jokes now. What's, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, I think the thing that, that really nails it for me in, in that particular song is the... It could almost be on Top Gun Maverick. Like, it, it, it's, it sounds like a montage song from a movie. You know, well, a, j- a lot happens in it. That would, yeah, be, a, but, but, that would be the entire but, but fucking even, film. But it, but even the um like even the way that that, that it's paced and the music like if you sort of switched off and didn't listen to the lyrics it sort of sounds like a movie rock montage song out of a you know out of a bawdy comedy or an action movie and yeah planetarium dump is a bit like that the last track there's a couple of songs yeah. that have that kind of um, long scale adventure narrative to them and I would actually really like to see like a Spike Jones or you know, someone, someone with a, 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 an absurdist sort of take on things, do a, do a, a film clip for this song because I just think it would be fucking really funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my sense of humour, but that that track just cracked me up. And yeah, I'll, I'll con- it, it, I have no doubt that it will be my number one play track on Spotify by the end of the year, which is probably pretty sad. But there you go. We all have our different senses of humour. I won't be playing the album again. Look, I I would actually like to see more of this stuff. Like, Tripod was a really good Australian band that that did this sort of stuff, that were a genuinely talented musical trio that that just liked writing really funny sort of political or or topical songs. In an hour, as they used to have to do on the... Yeah, in in an hour, but like... I think I saw a clip from one of uh, Will Anderson's podcasts where where he was interviewing one of the tripoders, one of the the legs of the tripod, about that experience and about the fact that they were never able to recapture that, you know, in the studio, that kind of... Like, well, we can write songs in an hour. Why is it taking you so long to write this album? Yeah. But you can't synthesise that pressure, you know, that that, pressure makes diamonds. And and also crushes people. They were also so topical that that their songs were a bit ephemeral. Like mm. you know, they 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 meant something in the moment, and then you know, six weeks later, does that song really have the same bite that it did before? Yeah. Um, h- hard to write timeless political satire, I guess. I mean, it's even harder um, to write timeless joke songs. I mean, you think? Um, yeah. Th- there's Will Glendale's much more like Weird Al's non-parody stuff. Mm. I think I've, I've only bought one Weird Al album in my life, and that was Running With Scissors. That was the one with Amish Paradise. Um, that was that era. It was sort of late 90s. But there were a few tracks on that that were that are probably stylistically not that far away from um, from what they're doing here. Not quite as dark, although you know, Weird Al could get, could, get, uh, could get a bit dark. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure whether these songs are etern- as eternally replayable as – as Weird Al or Tenacious D, but I'm wondering whether that's still also my age. You know, if you discover this when you were 20, whether you'd be... Because we, we played the absolute ring piece out of that Tenacious D album um, in, in like, 2001 or whatever it was that it dropped. So it's, it's you know, it, it might just be a... It might just be a where you are in your life sort of thing. All right. So you have your condensed review for the week is... Um, 
There's Kid, Kid Caddy's album. Kid Caddy's album. Too much auto tune from the, from the album. From yeah. The, I did one um, last week, which was a, a Welsh pop punk act called Neck Deep, who sounds so much like 2002 Good Charlotte. You kind of half expect um, the dudes from the band to end up inexplicably on Australian reality television shows, being judges like the fucking the Madden boys were. Um, I also this week I listened to um, Kill the Shakers album because I figured we wouldn't get around to it, and it was it's. Much less wank per unit volume than the, the that one that we reviewed a few years ago, the first fucking whatever church of free hugs and general masturbation. Um, did you? It's it's up and down, but it's mostly a solid, fun psychedelic dance rock album. And um, in in a great shock, um, I need you to sit down for this. Andy Cooper released another EP. Um, <laughs> As did Little Sims this week. Well, Andy, I did I did listen to Andy Cooper's joint and. Um, he really, really wanted to make ill communication. It, it's it's got such strong ah. L- LA era Beastie Boys vibes. It's it, it, particularly in a good way freak. though. I mean, it's Andy Cooper, so it's all it's use it's always yeah. serviceable Workman to like, good. Yeah. yeah, it's always serviceable to good, and it's, it's always him. But you know, it was it was some of the, you know it's only twenty minutes, so it's not an album. To, you know, it won't be, but it was like yeah, you know, it's Andy Cooper. I enjoyed it. It's interesting because um, there's a Bob Marley biopic out. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, and people who call mo- it a biopic, Ice Moon Prison. <laughs> the the movie podcast I listened to was talking about it, and it's one of those ones where the estate sort of had you know editorial control oh, over it, no. and they were sort of like, "Well, it's never good." Fucking last dance series. Yeah, so it's 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 like really. Um, Did sort you of see that Michael out. Jordan put the kibosh on that gross relationship his son was having with? Um, Scotty Pippen's ex. He's like, you oh, need really? To stop doing it- this. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so, well, that was that's the that's the allegation. Is that? But it uh, was like clear, it was clearly being done as a troll of somebody, mostly Scotty. Yeah. Uh, and Michael's like, you don't need to do that. I think you should but, stop but, doing this. But Andy Cooper rem- reminds me of Bob Marley in that, like, he, he <laughs> just a line released that's never been spoken on a podcast before. But but he just like but Bob Marley released like five albums in three years or something like. It, you know, just just banging shit out, and like he did it because there was a record company that's like, we need more albums, right? So yeah. you'd get four of his A grade tracks, and then you'd get four B grade tracks, and then you get three C grade tracks. But Andy Cooper's just like, well, no one's stopping me from like yeah. I've just got all these ideas coming out of me. I just Spotify's there, right? I just pop, I put them up, and they they put them on the on the on the app, and away we go. Um, and that's how I sort of feel about him. It's, yeah. it's there's no one telling him that he can't, so he just does. Maybe they should be. Um, so, but he's this is the second thing he's put out this year. The earlier thing he did was like a um, basically instrumental mixtape for other people to do dad raps on, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's bloody good. But you wonder whether he, he he might just be, you know, whether whether he could fucking hold on to some of this sort of stuff and drop like a really good album that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I, but I just I don't wonder, feel like that. That doesn't seem to be something he's interested in doing. I wonder what's happened to the other two guys. He just wants to fire hose this uh, content out. Like the other two guys are just doing nothing. Because <laughs> I sort of I did a bit of digging around that for the, that that sort of uh, that album at the end of the year. I was like, okay, well the other two guys were really good at what they did too. Where what are they doing? And it just seems to be nothing. So. Anyway, those are my um, those are my bonus reviews for the week uh, because we had an extra week and I had to do something. I wasn't going to fucking listen to that courting album again. 
All right, I'm going to go with an an Australian band from Sydney. The um, the name of the the album gives me a little bit of pause, but maybe maybe not. It's called Faith Crisis Part One, and the band is called Midi Middle Kids. They're supposed to be an indie rock band from Sydney. Now that <laughs> that's a fairly wide description. Yeah, well, uh, unlike if it was a indie band from Melbourne, we know exactly what they would sound like. They'd sound like the fucking Smith Street uh, Band or someone awful. Yeah, but, you know, they've got no Triple J affiliation, so that's probably a good thing rather than a bad thing at this stage. Well, how do you know they've got no Triple J affiliation? I mean, have you, have you been- Because uh, it's because it's not in their bio at all. There's no, like, that, you know, they got played on Triple J or they won Unearthed or any of that. So. Yeah. Unearthed is his own radio station now, isn't it? I believe so. I wonder if anybody actually listens to it. Did you have a listen to the Black Key single this week? No, I didn't see it on my stuff, but, you know. It's, apparently it's they're very... Doing, they're going to do a Very different. Album. Yeah, they're gonna do very like a different. Da- kind of a dancey kind of thing. Sure. Mm. It'll be what it is, but that, that doesn't come out until like May, I think. Yeah. No, it's so, down the track. Well, April. Um, I am tempted to do... A new album from an old band called Black Grape, who were a spin-off of the Happy Mondays. Oh. So this is um Yeah, okay. This is Sean Ryder and originally it was Sean Ryder and Bears, but I think uh, I think they left. Um But um these were these guys were around in the kind of the mid nineties, they had a couple of hits, uh, disappeared up their own ass with drug problems and you know they're almost like they hit the be here now stage <laughs> before they even started, but um they were they kind of took the the kind of the, the dance pop rock dancing around being dickheads kind of of um of the happy mondays and then did some had some white guy raps and did it over the top they're massively incoherent but usually a good time so i'd be interested to see what they sound like now that they, because they should be dead by now after all the drugs um but you know i'm just in, i'm just interested to sort of see how that turns out so i'm going to go for black Grake's album um orange something or other i can't remember what it was but I'll, we'll find out, find out what it is, and you will see it in the playlist. Um, it's just going through. I don't really have a Joker. There's no. Well, why don't we? Um, why don't we do a handful of um, EPs? Because you said there was that Sims one. Yeah, which the Sims I, one. I, I, I've only listened to a, a single off that. So we've got the Sims one. Black Ribble Motorcycle Club have a, have an EP that they've dropped. It's the first thing they've done in friggin' might yeah, be ten years. They'd... And the track I heard of it's just like fuck. That sounds like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, so there's those two. I could even throw in the one from Matt Cameron, who's the former drummer of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, who was also part of that third secret thing. Um, and he's doing his own solo stuff. And it's it's not bad. So um, we could throw okay. that one in as well, or we could just do that the, the first two. Ah, oh, it's like EPs. They're quick. Yep. So a bit of a, an EP smorgasbord from Sims, yep. Blackpool Motorcycle Club, and Matt Cameron. Let's let's hope none of them use auto tune. Jesus well, Christ! You'll see. No, I, I was just I was just thinking about Sims this week. Thinking about you know how a lot of the traditional musical journalists are sort of so you know two two albums too late on on her. Who, who do you reckon should be her producer? Like who should be writing the music for her to have? Uh, like a, a second, a same second as Coffin. It should be area. Jason Wally from Friends of Rom. He's yeah, a, I don't fucking know. But she's, I mean, she's so embedded with. 
old mate from fucking I want to say it's not Diplo. What's his name? Salt. Yeah, Salt. Yeah. The, the the guy from Salt. The, the yeah that that or that team. In fact, why don't I have a quick look and see who's responsible? Is it the song credits on the most played track? Oh, no. It's uh, Evelino. Evelino? No. This is not the same production. Oh, hang on. We might be in for something here. Uh, written by James Edward Jacobs. Symbia- so written by Sims and, and James Jacob, who, who's, who goes by the name Jack Wobb. Uh, that is not. This is not the same production team. Mm, as- okay. This this is not the salt production team. So I'll go back and we'll, I'll just explain who those people were. So the the former production team were uh, Dean Cover uh, in Flow. That was his name, and um, Cleo Sol was was usually involved as well. So yep. this is a different group. Now that might be why it's an EP. She might be out yeah you know, cheating on people, doing her own thing. But this is this is because well, I thought I thought she and Inflow came up together like when they were young. So yeah. The, the the thing I admire about her is that she she has a strong like her all her albums for better or for worse have a strong narrative flow, and if she does have a bunch of ideas that don't fit into a strong narrative flow, she's like, well, let's just bang out an EP, you know, let's let's get them out there, you know, rather than trying to jam them back into the the, the whatever narrative she's trying to to prosecute for the next album. Um, I, I liked, I really liked. The last EP. Uh, let's let's see how this one goes. Yeah, because it, it, it didn't have any pressure to be to be a cohesive story. She was really mm. quite focused on the idea of stitching the whole thing together. Yeah, and with an EP, she absolutely didn't have to do that. And that was also that was the- only just after lockdown too. So it was literally just ideas that fell out of um, fell out of lockdown. Yeah. All right, Doc. Great to talk to you. And do you? Um, the Matt Cameron EP is called Gory Scorch Cretin. Let's, let's hope. Which sounds let's fantastic. Let's hope that our music is more than one playthrough this week. Uh, you know, it gives us more time for fucking hit and quit it uh, reviews like, we, uh, like we've been doing for the, uh, the shorter ones. All right. I'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, man. question mm. what crack are you on where you're claiming that this is the middle kids aren't the most triple j band in the fucking universe why are they discovered on triple j hit list you know oh, they're, they're no. extremely triple j there was they're, nothing on the wikipedia bio about triple j at all middle kids uh, the last album today with the greatest one best rock album at the 2021 aria awards oh. middle kids first gained attention in 2017 with the debut single edge of town and the debut album lost friends which won triple j's best australian album award in 2018 no. <laughs> what have i done what have i done i'm sorry i'm sorry that bit's definitely making the podcast because normally that's the first thing in the bio right if you're if you've got any triple j not if you're not if you're already huge yeah. And these guys, you know, they've won 
They've been on Kimmel and Colbert and James really? Corden and shit. Yeah. No way. I've never heard of them before. I was like, who are these? I, I heard the name, fuck? but you know, I think also I don't know whether they were doing those shows. Whether they, given that you know, today with it, so it's twenty twenty one. I assume they were. You know, they did it in person. Yeah. But this this album is being co-produced by a dude from the 1975, or at least by the producer from the 1975. It's This album is brimming with yearning, angst, pop brightness, belief in love, angst. and reassurance that angst, even from the bottom, it's possible to believe in beautiful things. <laughs> oh, my God. What have I done? You've what done exactly done? what you were... I, I, fucking... <sighs> like, okay, I, I was trolling through Emotive the... Emotive was... indie trio. Propulsive, gorgeous tracks. Trolling through the albums that I could possibly pick, and it was like this band was formed in 1981. This band was formed in 1966, and I was like, okay, come on. This form band was formed in 2015. I'm like, well, okay, well that's not too bad. Let's go with them. Damn it! Damn it! The kids aren't right. Ah, uh, well, fuck it. Look, they might, they might rule. They might be brilliant. Yeah. Fans also like Jack River, Alex the Astronaut, Ruby Fields, Alex Lay, Titler. It's basically oh a, a fucking a roll call of, of Triple J. You know, Triple J uh, acts at the moment. So, you know, it's good that you did your fucking research. I never do any research. What are you talking about? Research just, for, research just makes me make, make even worse choices. Every time I research, I, I, it's bad. So... Uh, well, you did this to us. <laughs> <laughs>